You're listening to Canary Cry Flyby. Food for thoughtful place of faith. Hey everyone, welcome to Canary Cry Radio. My name is Basil. And this is Gons. This is a real quick flyby, but probably a pretty interesting one, not just us bantering. Yeah, absolutely. It deals with a subject that we actually referred to in our last episode, number 63, the live episode. Uh, We talked a little bit, or a lot of bit, about Noah, first of all, and his prepping abilities, but also the movie coming out with Russell Crowe. Yes, and uh, we were uh, contacted by Living Waters Ministries, which is uh, Ray Comfort's ministry. And um, they contacted us basically because I've been bugging them about having Ray on uh, just, you know, to have on the show as, as a possible guest. But with this topic coming up, they emailed us and said, hey, would you like to have Ray on to talk about his film? And we did. And we did. And so uh, anything else we want to say before we jump into the conversation with uh, Mr. Ray Comfort? Uh, no, I guess um, many of you might have heard of him. He's quite a prolific evangelist. And um, author, as well as a lot of other things. But yeah, he's uh, guess, uh, he's known primarily for being a street evangelist, and he's got a bunch of videos on YouTube where he goes down to uh, Huntington Beach by the pier down there, which is uh, in our neck of the woods, mm-hmm. and just engages people in conversation about the gospel. And it's, it's it's actually pretty bold, you know. He does a great job with it, you know. And then he gets into arguments with atheists and stuff like that. So it, it's it's definitely that type of evangelism that most people aren't willing to do. So mm-hmm. you have to commend his, uh, you know, spirit and fervor for that. Absolutely. All right. Well, without any further ado, here's our conversation with Ray Comfort. Hello. Hello. Technology. We made it happen. It worked. Yes. <laughs> How's it going, Ray? This is Basil. Hey, Basil, nice to see you. Nice to talk to you, sorry. Nice to see your voice as well. <laughs> <laughs> Our guest today is the best-selling author of more than 60 books, including God Doesn't Believe in Atheists, The Atheist Test, which is a booklet that's sold over a million copies. You can lead an atheist to evidence, but you can't make him think. I like that title. And Evolution, a fairy tale for grown-ups. He's also the co-host of an award-winning television program with actor Kirk Cameron called The Way of the Master, which is seen in 123 different countries. And he's about to release his own version of Noah. We are honored to have our special guest today, Ray Comfort. Ray, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you. It's great to be on your program. Absolutely. Thanks for being on here with us, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, so we'll just jump right into it here. You know, you got this movie, your own Noah movie, coming out on the same day as the uh, very anticipated Noah movie with Russell Crowe there. Now, can we just start off with asking if you've seen the movie or screened it or read a screenplay or anything like that? Yeah, very close friends who uh, were invited to a pre-screen, mm-hmm. and they came back horrified, and that's uh, an <laughs> understatement. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. sounds good. So you, you have some sort of insider knowledge here with, uh, with the upcoming movie then. Yeah, and also uh, um, Ken Ham from Answers in Genesis and his blog had brought out, I think, 10 different uh, problems with the Noah movie, and they, uh, 
They were in line with what my guys had told me, my friends had told me. Okay, sounds good. So let's start off. Obviously, we can expect some sort of creative license when it comes to Hollywood and any sort of redoing of any story in that case. What sort of creative license are you aware of or do you know of that may be taking place in you know, the upcoming Noah movie? Well, they, it's not creative license they've used. Creative license is where you make a film like the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. but you don't make it Twelve Commandments and add a couple that you thought would be good onto the ten that God gave to Moses. Right. You have Moses kissing a young lady behind a well and stuff like that if you want, which they did in the Ten Commandments. And same with Ben Hur, they had little bits and pieces. But when it came to Scripture, they didn't deviate in the slightest. Mm-hmm. And both those movies were box office successes. They were the biggest. 1956 and 1958, Ben Hur and Ten Commandments were the uh, biggest selling box office hits, uh, money makers of, of the year. Uh, ben Hur had 11 Academy Awards. So we're saying Hollywood, if you want to make the money, if you want the support of Christians, if you want to, you want to fill your pockets, just don't twist scripture. Don't paint Noah as some sort of drunken psychopath wanting to kill his grandchild. This is crazy stuff. Uh, here's a little suggestion, Hollywood. Do a sequel. Call it uh, Muhammad and paint him as a drunken psychopath and see if you get the old uh, Muslims coming in two by two to support your movie. You wouldn't dare because they respect their prophet, but they know that for Christians, we'll pay Hollywood to blaspheme the name of Jesus. We'll pay Hollywood to twist Bible characters. We right. don't care because there's no respect. And I think this is a chance to scare Paramount Pictures. These right. are the same clowns that, that made a movie called Wolf of Wall Street that blasphemed the name of Jesus 25 times in one movie. Paramount Pictures. They broke the record for the F word 523 times in one movie. And they're saying, oh, Christians, we just love you. We really care about We respect you. And they just put a little disclaimer at the top of the, their website so that Christians will come out and support it. And the way to speak to these people is speak to them in their pocketbooks and right. say, we, we're going to let this movie sink. It's $125 million, and it's going down because you've twisted Noah. You've made out the whole story to be something that's not. You listed, okay. it, on, you listed it as, a, as fiction in the beginning, and uh, it's not fiction. It's truth. Right. Now, I mean, as far as depicting Noah as a psychopath. I mean, at the time, people thought Noah were, was crazy because of, you know, it had never rained before and the flood is coming and it's building a big ark. So you're saying right. that they, they portray him even more crazy than he may have been in, you know, considered at the time. Absolutely. He wanted to kill his grandchild. That was his plan. Kill hmm. his grandchild because his, his, <laughs> his fornicating daughter-in-law got pregnant. Right. Or, uh, yeah, his daughter, one of the daughters somewhere, got pregnant, apparently, and so he wanted to kill the child. That's really nice. That's not the righteous Noah that we see in Scripture. Okay. A man who was just and esteemed by God, a man who was moved by the fear of God, a preacher of righteousness. Right. And that's just one problem in the whole thing. They didn't even make the ark out of gopher wood. I mean, if the Bible says it made a gopher wood, they could see, okay, I'll make it out of gopher wood. Well, they make it out of tin. It's just, it's just they've got no respect for Scripture. We have as Christians. So we're saying, Hollywood, don't change things. Just keep it according to the script, scripture, right. and we'll support you. We'd love you to do that. I couldn't think of anything better than seeing a biblically-based movie come out of Hollywood. And, sure. and it's, a, it's a win-win situation for Christians and for Hollywood. Yeah. And, uh, now, and so, sorry. Now, now, we talked to our friend Brian Godawa, who actually read the screenplay as well. And he, right. he kind of echoes the same sort of sentiment where, you know, there's a lot of really uh, big deviations from scripture and and a lot of uh, made-up sort of characters and events. But, you know, he kind of had the sentiment that 
overall it kind of gives i don't know not a terrible theme or or a lesson to be learned or whatever what's your take on that well, when they brought out the temptation of Christ, it was a good story how Jesus uh, had sex with Mary Magdalene. It just deviated a little bit, but it's about <laughs> Jesus, and he did miracles, and, and, and died on a cross, and it's just really, you know, it's fine. No, it's not. It's really sick. And Hollywood, like I said, we can teach them a lesson, because we put, well, Christians, professing Christians, put literally billions of dollars into Hollywood each year by supporting movies. Movies that have got sex scenes and blasphemy, nothing but pornography. Mm -hmm. And we've got to pull back and say, what are we doing here? We're fueling Hollywood to make movies that are anti-God. And they're turning a nation nation against God. You listen to the way everybody uses God's name in vain. Right. Almost everybody, you get it from the user. And where do they get that from? Well, you get get that happening in in one movie 25 times. The name of Jesus Christ uses a cuss word. People are going to imitate it. Why do they spend... You know, $3 million on one advertisement during the Super Bowl. Because people are influenced. Right. How much more when Leonardo DiCaprio comes and uses God's name like that? Yeah. Right. So you're considering these deviations to be very extreme and and vital just because of the influence that it has on culture. Absolutely. You know, you've listened to Japanese young people talk. They'll talk in Japanese and they'll blaspheme in in the name of Jesus in English. Right. Why? Because the influence of, of America worldwide via Hollywood. Okay. And, uh, and we've got the power to stop it. Uh, sure. if, we, if we want to deny ourselves just sitting in a movie that's not God-glorifying. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now, Basil just mentioned Brian Gandawa. You know, he is a good friend to the show. And he, he wrote an article that uh, cited three people. John Snowden, who was actually the biblical advisor for the film, uh, Phil Cook and Jerry Johnson. And they all had positive and negative things to say about the film. And one of the the positive things that they said was that, you know, Noah knows his place among the Bible. You know, he he understands the basic plot line of the Bible story, and he even takes some key gospel doctrines seriously. And so my question to you is, despite your criticism, do you think that it's, you know, worth seeing the film, at least in order to be informed about the movie in case of engaging with its audience for the purpose of evangelism? No. I don't think you have to stick your head down a sewer to know that it smells. I don't have to try heroin so I can talk about heroin. don't have to try alcohol so I can talk about alcohol. I can say, look, you know this by their fruits. Look where it's coming from. This is the same company that broke records with the F-bomb, that broke a record with 25 times the name of Jesus blasphemed. They don't care about Christians. They don't care about Jews. They care about their pocketbook. And so I, 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 I will not support I don't care how how exciting the movie is, how good the trailer looks, and boy, it's a good trailer. I'm not going to support <laughs> it, and I'm friends with Brian Gadawa. I'm um, talking with John Snowden tomorrow. Uh, Phil Cook and I have been writing to each other. We're good buddies, uh, but we just have to disagree. Uh, were these guys paid advisors? John, John Snowden was, I believe, yeah. So, uh, so I understand his you know, sentiment to try to support the film because he was involved in it. Uh, yeah, you've got to. If, if, if you're paid by them, they'll be generous. Yeah, of course. Uh, that, that, that's, and, and Proverbs speaks of that. I mean, you can't judge righteously if you're being paid money to make a judgment. And I'm not, not slurring the character. I'm just saying it's the way it is. If, I, if, I'd, if I'd buddied up with Russell Crowe and been on set at a, a huge movie like this, I'd be thrilled too. And I'd have to speak well of it, I guess. But I haven't, and I'm, I want to stick with my convictions and... Uh, and that's the way it is. Sure. So, so how do you think we should engage culture with this topic in general? Uh, because, you know, th- there are going to be a lot of people that are going to see this film 
you know, both within the church and uh, just your secular crowd, uh, how should we approach them and uh, discuss this topic? Because it is an opportunity to to discuss the Bible, you know, in a relevant way. Yeah, and, and we've got a problem as Christians, and this is the problem that we had with our movie. This is what you could do. If your agenda is to talk people into Noah being a real guy and there being a real flood, you've got a problem because if you manage to say, hey, Noah did exist, we've got his genealogy, he did build a boat, and this is how he could fit the animals in, and, and here is the evidence that the, uh, that the world was flooded uh, in a catastrophic flood, uh, then you've got to convince them that God made Adam out of dirt, that his wife came from a rib, that Joshua yelled and the, and the children of Israel yelled and the walls of Jericho come down, that Jonah was swallowed by a whale, and 101 other stories that are harder to swallow than Jonah's whale. And so you've got a huge problem. The best thing to do is pull back a little bit and say, why don't we do what Jesus told us to do? Preach the gospel, and then when someone becomes a Christian, God opens the eyes of their understanding. Right. When I became a Christian, I believed Bible stories in an instant. Why? Because the supernatural power of God transformed my life in a miracle called the new birth. And so for me, it's a breeze to think that you can walk on water if your God manifest in the flesh, you can multiply bread, you can stop the sun, nothing is impossible for God. So we put the cart before the horse, and when you put the cart before the horse, you ain't going nowhere. You've got to put the horse before the cart, preach right. the gospel. So Absolutely. all we've done with this movie is preach the gospel. And if I talk to someone about the Noah movie, I'm going to say, hey, did you, <laughs> did you get the Noah movie? Did you know that Jesus spoke of Noah and said these signs will be around? Right. around in Noah's day, and then did you know you know what's going to happen after you die? And I'd preach Christ crucified to him. So right. that's so what you, we need to do. Absolutely. So you have your own Noah movie coming out on the same day via DVD and YouTube um, as sort of, what, a response to the Noah movie, or is it um, kind of uh, its own separate entity? What, what, what do you bring up in the movie? It's a response to the Noah movie. They, when they listed Noah... Uh, uh, when it came out, they, Hollywood listed it as fiction. That got up my nose, if I may use that colloquialism. It really upset me. It's not fiction. The Bible is God's word. It's utter truth. And so we produced a movie uh, that shows the Bible is true using prophecy. You see, nobody knows the future but God. Psychics don't know the future. If they did, they'd all move to La uh, Las Vegas and live in mansions and tell the roll of the dice what's going to happen in, a, in a five seconds, and they'd be very rich. Uh, forecasters uh, don't even know the future. Many a parade has been rained on because they got it wrong. Only God knows the future, and he gave us history from beginning to end in the Bible. And he, so we've grabbed ten clear signs that we're living in a day that Jesus spoke of when he spoke of Noah, where there was great violence, men's hearts, imaginations of their hearts were continually evil, there was great corruption on the earth. And that's what's happening in today's day and age. So we've taken the signs of the end of the age and put them in one movie to show the fingerprint of God all over Scripture. Um, signs it's, like Bible preachers that would be money-hungry and greedy, slurring the Christian faith. Uh, wars uh, 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 breaking out. Um, people denying the Noahic flood. Uh, people mocking, saying these signs have always been around. So there are 10 clear signs, and uh, we would like people not only watch it for you when it comes out on YouTube, but support us by downloading it from noahthemovie.com now, uh, for 1999, and what you do is you give us the ability to make more movies that are God glorifying, and uh, and preach the gospel. So um, absolutely, so, really so really it's so it's, people do that. so it's sort of a documentary style deal. Now it's coming out on the same day. I'm 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 thinking your your idea is that people won't go see the Noah movie and will instead spend their time and money on uh, learning the truth. Now it, uh, how just 
out of curiosity, how long is your movie? It's 28 minutes, 30 seconds, format of a television. Now, the way the master television program is on 52 networks, and we think mm-hmm. most of them will pick it up, and so we've formatted it for television. It's short. don't like to call it a documentary because so many documentaries are boring. Sure. This is fast-moving, and already there's been thousands of people download it, for which we're very grateful. So, and it's also being commanded by uh, the makers of Fireproof, uh, the movie. Right. Alex sure. Kendrick. Yeah, and, and your past movies uh, have been very impactful as well. I remember 360 was a, was a very impactful film. Now, just oh, a, 180. Or 180, I'm sorry. <laughs> I knew it was a number. Yeah, I knew it was. back around again. There you go. Yeah, half, halfway there. Okay, just to round things up here, you mentioned in, in your trailer for your new Noah movie, you talk about the scripture, Matthew 24, 37, where it says, as the days of Noah were. And one of the things that we talk about quite frequently on our show is Genesis 6, but the earlier passages uh, about the sons of God and the Nephilim. And uh, yes. we, we haven't actually heard, or at least I haven't heard your take on who the sons of God were, who the Nephilim were, and that's a, a big topic on our show. What is your take on the identity of the sons of God and the identity of the Nephilim? Yes, I have actually no idea whatsoever. I know they're very tall, and that offends me because I'm 5'5". Five five. <laughs> Okay, okay, because, you know, our take is that the sons of God were, you know, fallen, angelic beings who actually mated with human women that produced these abominations. And the circles that we run in, when we use Matthew twenty four thirty seven as as the days of Noah were, you know, we're talking about essentially hybrid beings, and there's news of 150 animal-human chimeras being uh, built in, um, you know, in the laboratories in the UK, and, and we read all these stories, and there's a definite corruption of the flesh that Genesis 6 also talks about. Uh, do you mention any of that in your film or address some of those topics? But just, just corruption. Um, you know, there's corruption in, in politics, there's corruption in the police, and it all comes back to a lack of fear of God, which is what it was like in Noah's day. And also, in the same passage, Jesus said, as in the days of Sodom, so shall it be with the coming of the Son of Man. So homosexuality acceptance is also another sign of the end of the age, which we bring out in the movie. Sure. Okay, great. Well, I know your time is short. We appreciate uh, your, your time here. What, uh, where can people find your film? It's very kind of you. Uh, NoahTheMovie.com. NoahTheMovie.com. Okay, awesome. So everybody, make sure to go check out NoahTheMovie.com. Ray Comfort, thank you so much for coming on the show, buddy. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me on. Bye-bye. A- absolutely. <laughs> So there you go. That was uh, Mr. Ray Comfort. Definitely a very impassioned gentleman. And I totally butchered the name of the film. 180, not 360. There you go. It's okay. It's an easy mistake to make. Yeah, I didn't have my notes. Yeah. Uh, All right. So as we move on here, we're just going to talk about a couple little things that um, we would appreciate very much. Uh, It's been a little while since we've personally addressed this, but I will just do it right now. I would consider it a personal favor from all of you listeners listening. Um, if you could go to our Facebook page, Canary Cry Radio, like that sucker. You know, that helps us out a lot with reaching more peeps. Also, if you haven't done so already, and for those of you who oh, wait, have... Before, before you move on to the, to oh the next thing here, okay. I just want to say that we have... We broke a thousand likes on our Facebook page. Yeah, that's a so big deal. That's a big deal, and we just want to say thank you for everyone who has already liked the page. Mm-hmm, but we're just going to keep on going. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, and on top of that, 
all of you people who are listening on your iPhones, your iPads, or just a computer off of iTunes. We'd really appreciate it if you could go to the Canary Cry Radio on the iTunes store, leave us a review, also a couple of stars if you feel into that. That also help us, helps us out a lot um, to get the message out and to reach more people with the message. Yes, and you know we're right there. We're trying to get to 100 reviews on well, iTunes or stars. Yeah, what wait, hundred. What is it called? Reviews, ratings, ratings. There you go. Hundred ratings. Yes, yes. And hey, we're at forty-five reviews, so let's just shoot for fifty, everybody. Woo! Yeah, you can do that right now from whatever device you're on. Yes. Yes. And, uh, okay. Lastly, you know, last uh, last episode when we were bantering back and forth around the actual live episode, we mentioned that we have shirts available, and we do, and we do. Uh, they're just sitting in my garage. Now, how are yeah. we going to get it to the people, Basil? Well, I think we're going to make a page on the website and maybe even a cool little graphic or maybe a button that you can click that will um, lead you to a page where you can purchase one for yourself. And we'll be working on that feverishly probably today and the next day. And those of you who already bought some probably at the conference we'll definitely at the conference go ahead send us some pictures so we can show everybody how awesome they are and they are pretty awesome if i do say so myself yeah i wonder who designed it i don't know somebody really attractive probably (laughs) 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 um okay so i think that's about it make sure to check out uh, canarycarryradio.com in the coming days for some t-shirts and gons will be um fulfilling those orders Post haste, I imagine. Yes, uh, got a mail place that I will uh, be visiting quite frequently to mail ship place. out stuff. <laughs> mail place. That sounds really wrong, but only after you said it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really thinking about it until you said it that way. You know, let's just call it a post office. Post office. We'll just leave it at that. Okay, I'll, I'll, that's fine. Um, also, uh, just real quick, self-plugging Age of Deceit 2. You can purchase yep. the DVD at facelikethesun.com. Yeah. Uh, people have been buying it, so that's another reason for me to visit the post office. Yeah, and that supports you and your family and also uh, your ministry. So yes, that's good. absolutely. It's always good. Support the brethren. Yes. I've yet to do that, but, you know, we'll see. It's going to happen. Maybe somebody will send me $20 so I can buy the DVD. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to this flyby from Canary Cry Radio. And until next time, think outside the cage.